Hey guys, Rex Overdrive here with our spoiler review for Avengers Infinity War. Now this movie was so big, I could not do this thing alone. So I have with me here, Purple Boy. How's it going, man? Oh man, it is great. I cannot freaking wait to talk about this. I've done a regular review, but I've been just itching to do a spoiler review and get into the gritty details. Yeah, so I, I've been really just wanting to talk about this movie. Um, there's so many things that happened in this film. Now, you had a little bit of a... I watched your review. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum with me, which, which is a good thing. It makes for a good conversation. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I guess just give us some of your overall thoughts of what you thought about this movie. So... <clears throat> I, okay, so yeah, like you said, you watch my re review, and you know, I'm, I am, I guess you can say I'm a little opposite because, you know, after after I came down off the high of watching the film because you know so many awesome things happened, so many of these characters interacting with each other, uh, a lot of hilarious moments, a lot of great standout moments, and you know, after processing all of that and just coming down off the high, I just kind of started thinking about. Uh, some of the things that went on in the film and it just kind of you know the the some of the the high just kind of went down just a little bit and i started uh really thinking critically about the film and just thinking about things i i, I didn't really like so i mean that's i kind of that's why i decided to sort of go so somewhat in a negative direction with my review because right. i wanted to give you know i wanted to tell people like you know this is a great film. This is an awesome film. And I don't think anybody's going to argue with that. I mean, we already know. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of other people out there telling you how awesome this movie is. And it is awesome. But I wanted to bring to light some of the things that kind of bothered me. And that's with uh, the pacing, uh, the Black Order, uh, and just some of the emotional beats that didn't resonate well with me. But, I mean, even with those issues, overall, this movie was great. It was, it, it's a great film. It's, you know, I wouldn't consider it amazing and I definitely wouldn't put it in my top five, definitely in my top 10. But yeah, man, I had a good time regardless uh, of the issues that I've had with it. Yeah. There, there's also like the question of like, this has been sort of 10 years in the making. And I mean, Thanos's first appearance was at that, the post-credit scene of the first Avengers movie in 2012. So in, in actuality, it's like, what, six years where we've sort of seen it sort of kind exactly. of in this direction of where it's going towards. And you can also throw in the question, does this movie live up to what all of our expectations, does it deserve this kind of position of sort of the this massive climactic event? And I, I definitely agree with a lot of the stuff you're saying there. And my big concern with this movie was just the amount of characters. And obviously, I wanted to see all these characters on the screen, but you're not going to get all of those those awesome moments that you get in a smaller film like Captain America, the Winter Soldier or you know, a lot of those standalone movies are my favorites. Um, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, is uh, an ensemble piece. But um, that movie just has all of those character beats. And I, that movie is just so fresh to me. But um, like this one, it's just there's so many characters and so many storylines bouncing back and forth. At mm -hmm. times, it did feel a little bit convoluted. And there's just so much to cover, so much ground to kind of... 
you know, cover with you have Thanos's storyline, you have Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy, and then you also throw in like Tony Stark, Doctor Strange, <laughs> Spider Man. Then you have Wakanda, and then at yeah. the beginning of the movie, you also have like Wanda and the Vision off in like Scotland or wherever the hell they were <laughs> were at the beginning <laughs> of the movie. Yeah, what city were they in? I don't even. Remember. Yeah, it was it was somewhere in Europe. I, I'm not I'm not sure, I but say Europe somewhere. Yeah. Um, but let's get into the beginning of this movie. So the beginning of the movie pretty much just picks right up from Thor Ragnarok. Uh, you know, at the end of that post credit scene, we saw Thanos' ship hovering over the Asgardian ship. And pretty much Thanos and the Black Order have annihilated everyone on this ship, except for Thor, Heimdall, and uh, the Incredible Hulk's lurking somewhere in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> He just comes out of nowhere. Again, I, I assume it's because so that Loki can deliver that one line. Yeah. Sound. Yeah, it was a, it was a definite callback to uh, the first Avengers where Tony's like, well, we have a Hulk when he's talking to Loki. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we see we see Thanos pretty much, you know, he's he's plucked up the well, he already has the the power stone. You know, he's already, you know, ravaged uh, uh, Xandar. Mm-hmm. And he, he got the power stone already. And then uh, he's pretty much, you know, going to kill Thor. And Loki's kind of being Loki, the mischievous one, and kind of toying with Thanos. Um, and that's when he says, uh, pretty much giving, Thanos was giving Loki the ultimatum of either give me the Tesseract or I'm going to kill your brother. And, exactly. you know, Loki throws in that line, well, we have a Hulk. And then we get into this awesome fight scene. Now, like, what did you think of this whole sequence on the ship? I thought, okay, so the the because the, usually Marvel films tend to open with something a little serious, a yeah. little dark, you know, just to kind of get an idea of what the threat is going to be in that particular film. Yeah. And this they they set this up very well in the beginning. Because, oh my goodness, when Thanos on the Hulk, when he freaking, I mean, he completely destroyed the Hulk, man. And it was, it, it was just awesome. And like you said about the, the Loki line, I thought it was funny, but I also think it's kind of ironic that when Hulk comes out, he just gets completely destroyed. And 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 seeing him, like, lay waste to, to this entire place, and I did kind of share a tear for Heimdall. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, for I, sure. I shared, Heimdall, but seeing him lay waste to this entire place and just how he was just taunting Thor right off the bat, man, you knew that Thanos was going to be a beast of a character, man, that he was just going to be just one evil SOB, man. <laughs> I, I, I really, really uh, like what they did with this beginning. Um, and they really set up, you know, this sort of arc for Thor and it kind of fueled you know, the crazy beast Thor that we're going to see uh, towards the end of the film. So, yeah, I, I really like this. Yeah, but th- there's also the fact that, like, where was Valkyrie? What do, what do you, you think know, what happened with Valkyrie? Exactly. That's that's a fantastic question. Where I'm, You know what? I assume they're going to probably, I don't know, maybe they won't address it at all. Maybe they won't even say anything yeah. at all. I, I just assume that maybe she got killed. With everybody else, he's lying on the floor with all the other Asgardians <laughs> owning the yeah. space and whatnot. So that's just what I assume. I didn't even think about that. Wow, yeah. 
Um, but there's also Korg, the the rock alien. Um, I mean, they could have at least just showed showed a pile of rocks on the ground. <laughs> I'm sure, there were a pile of rocks somewhere, and you know, it, the camera just kind of swept by it, and you're like, oh, Korg, they're lying on the floor. Yeah, yeah. But, that, go go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say though, um, when he mentions uh, what it was, Candor. Oh yeah. When he mentions that, they say that he destroyed it. I'm like, man, I kind of wanted to see that, you yeah. know. And, and, and I'm and I'm thinking, are we going to get that in the Captain Marvel film? Yeah, because we could. Her character deals a lot with Candor and the Nova Corps and all that other stuff. So I'm like, man, I wonder if we're going to see that, you know, as yeah. sort of eat into uh, Infinity War. But I guess we'll talk about that. Right. Towards the end because of that one cut scene. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this this whole like scene on Thanos's ship was just it was just a great showcase, just like introducing you to this badass and mm-hmm. him killing Loki and making the Incredible Hulk his bitch was just a great <laughs> showcase of just how powerful this guy truly was. And like that's one of the big like the the big uh things I wanted to know about this movie is like Actually, how, how like how big is Thanos compared to like the Hulk? And they're like pretty. The Hulk might be a little bit bigger. Thanos I, might be a little bit smaller, but um, I think he's probably like the same size of Korg. Yeah, yeah, but like him killing Loki and just destroying the Hulk in that scene just really shows you like how powerful this dude actually is. And like, like for me personally, he's just like one of the best villains. He's like. I mean, Killmonger to me is still in second place, no doubt about that. But oh, Thanos yeah. is just—he's—he's yeah. he's just on this whole nother level. Um, he like, really is. Yeah, I was so so happy with what they did. Now, after this, we sort of see them kind of—we see uh, Thanos and the Black Order invading Earth, and that's when we sort of see like Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Spider Man, and that whole sequence where. Uh, I don't know what was it like this alien like Ferris wheel. I don't even know what that thing was trying to do. It was trying yeah. to like it was like it, a vacuum trying to suck up stuff. It was it was a very weird design for a spaceship. And I'm just thinking because once it goes back to like the mothership or whatever, it, it's sort of like a ring and it just kind of yeah, you know, it just kind of connects to the ship, but I'm not exactly sure what function that has. You know, when coming down to Earth, you know, wanting to yeah. take, take it over, like what function does this being a huge like hula hoop? I mean, it's like, what in the world is that? I, I don't know. I, I I would like to see some sort of, uh, you know, behind the scenes commentary on what went into designing that ship and why they made it the way uh, they made it. Because it was it was kind of it was kind of weird. But, but yeah. yeah, man, this, this whole New York, that whole New York uh, scene was it was hilarious um and it, it was pretty awesome a lot of standout moments i'll say this is probably my second favorite group in the film yeah i definitely love just all the, the chemistry between tony and uh dr strange i thought that stuff was really good because awesome. the, these guys are like two two dicks like they're <laughs> they're two assholes you know <laughs> and i thought they had some really good banter like back and forth and then you also throw in like peter and uh bruce banner was kind of in this uh this whole like sequence but i I really loved Ebony Maw. I mean, w- without question, this guy is, he's 
easily the standout of the Black Order. The rest of them are pretty forgettable. But yeah. what did you think of Ebony Maw? Ebony Maw was Ebony Maw was awesome. Um, he he kind of reminded me sort of like a like a British villain type. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, he shows up, announces everybody that Thanos is coming to whip everybody's ass. So, you know, just prepare for it. And actually, Thanos whooping your ass. Yeah, you should be grateful that Thanos is here to kill all of you. <laughs> I mean, it was it was it was hilarious and it was haunting at the same time. So yeah. I really Ebony Ma and, and it seemed like Ebony Ma was like. He, he's, he, I, I want to say he was kind of daddy's boy, you know what I'm saying? But he was like, you know, out of all the Black Order, he was probably the biggest ass kisser. And you can kind of tell that because even back on the ship, um, uh, you know, when Hulk came out and attacked Thanos and he stopped everybody else, he's like, no, no, let father have his fun. And I was yes. like, wow, okay. And, yeah. and he, he kind of sort of kneels, you know, as he's giving him uh, the stone or the Tesseract or something like that. So... I think he's like, you know, the uh, the the ass kisser out of the group. Yeah. But yeah. I definitely I I really liked his character a lot. The only thing I had an issue with is how easily he was taken out. Oh yeah, I completely agree. He was just kind of like thrown out the side of the the spaceship and just frozen space to death. That that what that was a little bit disappointing. Since like this guy was was easily the best out of all of the the Black Order That's, characters. It was just kind of like, oh man, this guy's already. He was the first one to go out too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, he it, was actually. He was the first one to go. I'm like, what? What is going on? He was the first one to go out. I mean, I, and I actually like. <laughs> I thought it was funny, you know, how he went out because yeah. of the the references that Peter is constantly making. It's it's hilarious, yeah. but but man, I was just like, wow, that was that really. That's kind of. Well, I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess they didn't have much more for that guy to do. Um, I guess after all these characters sort of they hijack that uh, Ferris wheel spaceship that uh, Ebony Moss taking back to Titan <laughs> with the uh, the time stone on there with Doctor Strange. I guess we sort of see cutting back and forth between I guess we see the Guardians of the Galaxy meeting Thor for the first time after he's been sort of like thrown out into space and he doesn't freeze to death in space for whatever reason which is kind of weird even a titan god, so yeah know, that's true <laughs> yep but some of the some of the comedy between star lord and thor like i i was losing it in the theater over this stuff where you have these two like these two guys that are pretty like ego they they, they think they're kind of like like super like masculine dudes <laughs> and just seeing these guys like interacting for the first time and just some of the humor I just thought was so awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I'm sure all of us was thinking about when, you know, Marvel started this journey and we started to see how well they'll come together at the Avengers. Then we got guardians of the galaxy and then, you know, that's when we start to think like, man, I cannot wait until we get a film where all yeah. of these kids are interacting. And man, that, like you said, that scene was awesome. And the Guardians acted how Guardians usually would act. You know what I'm saying? And I thought Thor was a perfect uh, sort of character to introduce uh, or to kind of, you know, to group up with the Guardians because of you know, Ragnarok and the tone of that film, 
and how you know all of a sudden Chris Hemsworth has found his like stride with Thor now, and you know now he's given us the best Thor performance he's you know he has since I want to say the first Thor I guess, yeah. and so and now with you know with how that has changed it makes sense to put him together with. Uh, with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they just like little, they they mesh so well, so well to the fact that I, I, I mean, it'll be awesome. They just kind of did like a Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor movie. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, you know, it'll be hilarious just seeing those interactions between him and Star Lord. Uh, I, I like the thing where <laughs> um, Drax picks him up and throws him on a table. Oh, and yeah. like, just like, oh my god, this is <laughs> just a man, and I'm yeah. like. On his arm, I'm like, yeah. oh, crap. <laughs> dude, what is what you want to tell us? <laughs> but yeah, that whole scene was just hilarious, man. Yeah, I, I loved it. And the whole showdown between him and uh Star Lord, he starts talking in his voice. And I like the fact that they actually mentioned that he looked like he was gaining weight because it kind of did. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he wasn't as ripped as that first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, yeah, or. Nah, yeah, he, he kept his jacket on for this. <laughs> um, but I was a little bit disappointed when, uh, you know, Thor sort of went off with uh, he, he went off with Rocket and Groot and for, for the side mission to get Stormbreaker, pretty much the, the God. Well, it wasn't the God killer. That's from Wonder Woman. But they sort of Thanos killer. I guess that's what they sort of labeled it as uh, this yeah. weapon that has the potential to to kill Thanos. And that kind of shows you like. What if Odin was still alive? Like, do you think, oh. like, I don't think Thanos would have had much of a chance if Odin was still alive. Um, so maybe that's why he sort of started his uh, his journey here right after Thor Ragnarok, because maybe he knew Odin died. But, um, yeah, we see we see these characters go to I don't even remember the planet here. I have it written down here. Uh, shoot. What was it called? Nidavellir, I think, to to forge Stormbreaker with, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not, I can't remember the name of it either. Yeah, and then uh, it was Peter Dinklage's character. I think it's his name was Etri, and they they find this guy. It's pretty much abandoned, like dwarf kind of like foundry, and they have to yeah. forge this sort of uh, this double sided axe, which has the the potential to to kill Thanos. Um, this whole sequence was kind of weird in terms of like. They just have to go off on this side mission to just forge this weapon. Um, mm-hmm. I, like, I get that it had, had to be in the movie, but it just felt a little bit weird here. Like, it's just kind of an odd side mission. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's just kind of how I felt about that whole sequence on this, like, dwarf kind of foundry or whatever <laughs> it was. I I, I, I actually kind of liked it. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, it was... First, like first off, it showed us how beast Thor is, like how that's strong true, and how much they have really like they have not really showed Thor in this light, in 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 the first two films, you know, and did they like he really displayed like how strong he really is, uh, and I'll, and another reason why I liked it because it this whole movie as a whole just kind of reminded me of Lord of the Rings, you know how in Return. Oh King, yeah. Everybody's kind of split up. Everybody's yep. doing their own thing to stop this one evil person. Yeah, 
you know, it flips back and forth from these two, from this two, and then, you know, it kind of goes back and forth. And everybody has their own mission. They're doing their own thing, yep. trying to, you know, stop the end of the world or whatever. And this is kind of one of those, you know, well, we have to go, you know, forge this weapon to stop this evil person. It just kind of reminded me of, like, playing an RPG or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, for and, sure. And, it, and, and uh, it was pretty cool. And... Uh, First of all, before I go any further, freaking Peter Dinklage, that took me completely. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> Peter Dinklage? What uh, of course, of course. <laughs> Giant dwarf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew he was in the movie, but I had no idea who he was playing. Like I I thought at first he could be like voicing one of the Black Order guys. Uh-huh. Um, but like when he when when they said there was like a dwarf character um on this like this planet or whatever it was. It was like this like dead, what was it a dead star or something like that, mm-hmm. that they had to kind of like re-energize um, yeah. to, to get yeah. the foundry going so they could forge that weapon. I was like, Oh my God, it's Peter Dinklage. I, like before I could even <laughs> see his face, I could just see that those, uh, those legs and arms and that head. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's him. That's Tyrion Lannister from game of Thrones. Everybody. Exactly. <laughs> it was and so I'm like, oh man, this. I mean, this guy. I mean, it. You know, he was okay. He was pretty funny. I, yeah, I, yeah. And his role in this, but uh, yeah, man, I, I like this. You know, like I said, I, I like this whole scene. I, I thought it was pretty good. It showed how strong Thor is to be able to start that entire forge by himself was pretty cool. And then Groot putting the finishing touches on the axe. It was. <laughs> yep. Now let's get into let's get into the Thanos and Gamora stuff. Oh. Um, so we see the the other guardians with like uh, Peter Quill, Star Lord, Gamora. Uh, who else was with them? Oh, Drax. Drax was with them, yeah, yeah, and they Drax. go to nowhere, and they they think they're going to get um, what's it the 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 ether the reality stone? Yeah, yeah from from, yeah, from yeah, Thor too. Yeah, because yeah, the yeah. Col- collector has it, and uh, yeah. they get there, and um, I'm trying to remember what's the status of nowhere when they get there. They see Thanos; he's sort of like talking to the collector, right? And the collector's yeah. like, "I don't have it. I pretty much sold it away." And uh, <laughs> Drax is being Drax, and he he's he's mouthing whatever, like Thanos killed my family. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? I'm like, Drax, really? Dude, come on. I said, <laughs> you saw what happened, you know, to Thor. Why would you want to go up against this guy? You know, I don't yeah. know. I guess he's just kind of overcome. And I mean, his rage is kind of over, uh, yeah. you know, overtook him or something like that. He, he did just, that with like, Ronan, too, in the first Guardians movie. Ronan. Like, dude, you just you're just being completely reckless now. Yeah. Man, you need you need Rocket to come back and tell you how big of a dick that you're being right now. It's like, dude, we get it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But don't do stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, 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 um, I think that when they arrive on nowhere, it is pretty much destroyed. Yeah. And because of the reality stone, you know, he made everybody think that, you know, it looked Every, ab- it looked abandoned, but it was probably yeah. just everything was just probably on fire and 
destroyed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he just destroyed everything. I'm not going to lie. That was a pretty nice surprise, though. Yeah. Um, and then you have Gamora, who's who's one-on-one with Thanos, and then she what she stab him in, like, the throat or something yeah. like that? She, like, she does her little karate thing and, like, stabs him right in the throat, and he starts bleeding out. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, wait a minute. There's no way he can, you know, he's yeah. got to take that easily but it does bring up the question could gamora you know take him out by herself if you know if she i guess you know she really tried yes i don't know could she really take him out because if you remember later in the movie uh he mentions nebula yep having almost taken him out because she snuck up on the ship because at the end of guardians of the galaxy volume two she told Gamora that I'm going to go try to kill Thanos. Yeah. And so that's how she ends up getting caught. But yeah, I wonder if, if Gamora could actually take him on one to one. Yeah, that's that's possible, man. I, I w- and we'll get to a little bit more Gamora in a second here. But we see we see Thanos pretty much. He's about to kill Gamora. Right. And uh-huh. Peter was right there. And or no. Thanos was going to take Gamora, I think, and yeah. they, they had a previous yeah. conversation that if it gets to this point, um, Gamora wants Peter to kill her Yeah, because yeah. she knows the, the map to the Soul Stone. And if, you know, if Gamora's dead, there's no way for Thanos to get the Soul Stone. We later find out that that's not the case. But, um, yeah, we see we see Peter actually shoot. He was he he shot at Gamora and bubbles came out. So <laughs> that was kind of funny. I liked the bubbles yeah. p- popping out of that his uh, mm. blaster or whatever. Um, but then then we see Thanos actually taking Gamora, and then they go to I, I don't know if it was his ship. It must have been his ship um, where Nebula was, and she was sort of being tortured, like she was being stretched out. And then yeah. th- this is what this is one of my sort of negatives about the film. Is that Thanos just pulls a rabbit out of a hat with uh, Nebula's memory of them talking about where the where the Soul Stone <laughs> actually is? I just thought that was a little too convenient. It was like a magician pulling a rabbit out of a hat. It was super convenient because you're just like, wait a minute. At what point did they have this conversation? Yeah, and if. I don't think like, okay, Gamora, I can understand Nebula Nebula, Nebula is your sister, but yeah. ain't no way in the hell I'm going to tell her something that important. I'm not going to even allude to that idea that, you know, we can, uh, I have, you know, the secret location of the soul stone or whatever. So I'm, I'm kind of with you there. I just thought it was kind of weird and, and very convenient because I think in the little video, you know, she kind of did her little R2-D2 thing and, yeah. you know, Gamora talking to her yeah. like, oh, oh, you don't have to worry about it. He's not going to get all the stones, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, why? She, she was kind of alluding to she knew where the soul stone was. And I just figured, you know, why would you have that sort of conversation with Nebula, I guess? I don't know. Yeah, it, it was, was it was weird. weird. Um, like, it was just too convenient. I mean, I get you have to. I just wish they would have thrown something like that. And it, what was it? Uh, it was, it could have been like a 10 second conversation and maybe just planted that in like guardians of the galaxy volume two. 
if I mean, I don't know, maybe that was a deleted scene or something that we never saw. But I just thought if they could have alluded to that in a previous film, I thought it would have been a better payoff. And oh, it, it was that, just too convenient in this film since we've never seen anything like that before. It, it And it just it, it kind of came out of nowhere. You're just like, wait, you know, the location of a soul stone. What? Like you said, it, it, if it was in a previous movie, the, I think the payoff definitely would have been off. Yeah. So I guess bouncing back to the Tony, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man, they're now on what? The planet Titan, right? Yeah. Tony's like, you know what? Forget it. Let's just take the fight to him. I kind of, I, to be honest, man, I'm like, you guys are way out of your league. Oh, yeah. It's like three of you trying to take on a Titan who has all who like who already has like what two he I think he had like two or three stones at that point. Yeah, I believe. I'm I like you guys way out of your league. I will give respect to Tony though because this guy has seen visions like in the previous Avengers movie and he he was almost what was it like, uh, PSD or whatever. Uh, yeah, PT, and, uh, PTSD. And then- yeah, yeah, and Iron Man 3. So, I, like, I understand this guy, like, he does not want to let his planet, like, you know, just be annihilated by this alien threat. So, I like, I give respect to the guy for bre- being brave. And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny that Peter, uh, he, he gave him the iron spider suit so that he could float back to float back to Earth. <laughs> yeah, and you know what, they- they kind of sort of address this because when Peter pops up and he's like, I, what are you doing here? I told you to stay back. And he was like, well, you gave me this. <laughs> yeah. Kind of your yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. But like we see, uh, what was it? Dr. Strange. He, he's going into the future and viewing all of these different possibilities. And it was like over 14 million. And there was just one outcome <laughs> where these guys won. That is so cliche. I mean, come on. We knew when Tony asked, how many do we win? We knew that he was going to say one. It's like, Oh wow. Of course you mean telling me out of 14 something million possibilities, there was one where we you know, actually went. But I thought it was pretty cool, a little neat trick though, because it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense that he used the time stone to like, okay, we need to figure out, you know, what's going to happen, how we're going to win this. Yeah, and I don't know when. I mean, I guess we'll get into it later on. But that conversation kind of fuels my sort of theory about the ending. But well, I guess we'll talk about it later. Yeah. So we we see these characters. And later on, while they're on this planet, they they try to fight Thanos themselves, right? Mm-hmm. I, at that point, are the Guardians or, or uh, Peter? Well, I guess it's not until this point Thanos has already taken Gamora to that planet where that Soul Stone was or yeah. is, and yeah. he he uh, we meet Red Skull, not pl- not played by Hugo Weaving. That was a little bit weird. I don't think that was Hugo Weaving. Um, no, I'm not sure who that actor it was. was uh, it was a guy from The Walking Dead, Ross Marquand. I I have no idea who he is, but I I read that online uh, yesterday. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out because I freaking lost my crap. I'm not. <laughs> that was one of the biggest mind blowing. Yeah, the entire movie for me because I'm like, what, Ross? <laughs> Because 
ever since Captain America, I mentioned in one of my uh, reviews because I, I, I re I rewatched and reviewed Captain America, and I mentioned that I didn't like the, what they did with Captain uh, with Red Skull at the end of that movie, and I was so I mean I wanted to see him again so bad, and the fact that he's in this movie, even though it was a really small role, yeah. I you know what I'll take it. It was awesome. It was freaking awesome. I lost my mind when I saw Red Skull. Yeah, it'd be sort of like a missed opportunity if they didn't put Red Skull in this movie. Like, especially like he was involved in one of the, you know, the first Infinity Stone we ever saw. So, like, it would be like a a complete missed opportunity to not put Red Skull in some point. You know, it sucks that it wasn't uh, Hugo Weaving, but it is what it is. I love Hugo Weaving. Yeah, that guy was so good in that first uh, that the Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, But we see Thanos. Uh, you know, he he approaches Red Skull and Red Skull ch- like pretty much tells him what he has to do. And uh, it's, you know, you have to sacrifice a loved one. And Gamora's like, you've come all this way, but you love nobody, <laughs> you know, but I guess he does love Gamora, you know, even though he's been an asshole dad and, you know, he's like tortured his kids like, uh, but yeah, he pretty much takes Gamora by like her 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 uh her hair or her her jacket and just tosses her off the cliff like a rag doll. Yeah, it I, when she starts doing that, I'm just like what are you doing? Because it's, you decide now to start trolling your father. You know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you thought you were going to get all the stones. Uh, and 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 you know, <laughs> my my thing is how could you not tell that this guy like loved you? And I mean, he, he, I'm pretty sure he's always called her his favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And so I would assume that you would already know that Danos like actually really do love you. And that, I mean, that just adds a, another layer of complexity to, to, to uh, Thanos's character because, you know, there are people who are as crazy as he is who do have human <laughs> feelings yeah. and who do love people, yeah. uh, even if they are evil. You, you know, love is for everybody, I guess. Uh, but yeah, man, this was for me, I like Gamora. Um, and this was an emotional uh sequence for me because for sure, I was just hoping I was like, oh, please, not Gamora, not Gamora. Yeah. I really like Gamora a lot, man. And and that whole her whole dy- dynamic with Thanos and stuff like that, uh that flashback scene we got to see with uh her as a little kid, man, it I really, really like this scene a lot, man. And when he just tosses her, man, I was like, wow. And and what's even what's even kind of poetic is that, you know, when it's all said and done, he's the last face, you know. She's the I mean, she's the last face that he sees. Yeah, it was it, it was great. I, I love that. Yeah. Like I never would have thought Gamora would would be one of the characters that we see actually die in this movie. And like you said, it felt very poetic. And I loved those sort of like flashback moments where we saw Thanos and uh, was it the Chitari 
um, in the Black Order invading yeah. her home planet. You know, we saw her mother and Thanos pretty much. He takes Gamora, this little girl, and, you know, he pretty much tells her everything's okay. And mm-hmm. uh, he takes her in. And I absolutely love just everything about that sequence. And for me personally, like the death of Gamora was probably the most I like felt um, out of any other character. Um, yeah. You know, we'll get to the ones at the end of the movie, but this one, it felt real even more so than like Loki. Like I actually felt like a lot of emotion in this scene and just seeing him throw her off the cliff to, you know, he's doing he's sacrificing everything for these Infinity Stones and completing this Infinity Gauntlet. And I just loved everything about this scene. Man, um, I, I thought they nailed it. Like, just like it, it was like a gut punch in the middle of the movie. Yeah, it really, it really, it really was, man. And I, I think there was probably one other death that kind of got to me. But I, I think it's, I think that particular death was more so the actor's uh, yeah. ability than the actual death. But I guess we'll, we'll get to that because that, oh my goodness, man, Whew, I, I choked up. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A, a, a little tear uh, scrolled down my face. <laughs> Not really, but I felt it, man. I felt it in the right in the chest here. So uh, I guess after that, we see the characters on Titan and then uh, Thanos sort of comes back and we get this massive action sequence where these uh, these other Avengers kind of after after Doctor Strange has sort of gone into the future to see all these outcomes, there's sort of a plan in place here and we see these characters kind of uh, kind of try and come up with something to defeat this guy. Now, I loved this action sequence. Now, this is Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you oh. I was just going to say, like, this is something that, like, I've wanted to see in, like, X-Men movies where we see all these characters, like, using their powers together. We got a little bit of that in uh, X-Men Apocalypse towards the yeah, end of that. But, that yeah, but I just loved everything about this sequence. And they get Thanos to a point where Mantis is, like, on his shoulders yes. with, like, her antennas and she's, like... I don't know what it was like hypnotizing the guy in like this trance and yeah. then yeah because he does something with the mind where she can like ease your mind or something like that and put yeah him to sleep. yeah and dr strange is using his powers to pretty much like constrain thanos yeah and uh you know peter and iron man are using their powers to try and get this gauntlet off his off his hands uh-huh. and then um i don't remember we are we we're hearing Thanos kind of mouth stuff and Mantis is sort of like interpreting it, what he's saying. And she's saying like he's experienced like great, great pain or uh, grief. Yeah. Yeah. Great grief. And he's I don't know. He's saying something like he might have mouthed like Gamora or something like that. And Peter hears that. And this is sort of a scene that we've seen in the previous Guardians of the Galaxy uh, movie where uh, Peter finds out that Ego actually killed his mom and exactly. he just he, it's just exactly. like and Peter just loses it and yeah. he actually ruins this uh, this this sequence where the gauntlet is actually like off it's like hanging off Thanos's fingertips 
Mm-hmm. And Peter's just about to get this thing off of Thanos's hand. And Peter, you know, he realizes that Thanos killed Gamora to get the soul stone. And he I think he shoots him. Right. And that sort of like gets Thanos out of this whole like trance or hypnotism. Yeah. And then pretty much like it's just the, it's just the end of the <laughs> he just destroys these characters on uh, Titan here. Yeah, that man. <laughs> I've mentioned in my review that there was a, a scene, um, like out of all the action scenes, there was one that I really was on the edge of my seat, and it was this scene. For sure. Because I thought, like, you know, like I said before, you know, I'm thinking, like, man, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, you guys are way out of your league trying to go up against Thanos, trying to face him on his home world. I'm like, how are you guys going to pull this off? And then they run into the uh, other Guardians of the galaxy. I'm like, okay, well, I guess they might have a chance, but still I'm trying to figure out how are they going to do it? And the way they put this together, I thought was, it, it was brilliant. It was clever. I, I loved it. Every single character had something to do. Yeah. Every character like put forth their own powers or whatever. And, you know, um, and was able to subdue Thanos enough for them to get that freaking glove off his hand. There was even time enough to throw in a, you know, a, a few jokes because, the whole Peter Quill, you know, he throws up the middle finger. And then <laughs> yeah. comes that was hilarious. Yeah, it was. I love that. But yeah, man, it that this scene was I was on the edge of my seat because I'm like, oh my goodness, man. They're actually giving Thanos a run for his money. Yeah. They, they could possibly pull this freaking thing off his uh off his uh hand. And like you said, uh with Peter Quill, you know, just losing it. And I'm glad that you mentioned uh, what happened in volume two because he snaps out of that trance. Ego yeah. has man, and he's like, wait a minute, what? You killed yeah. my mom? And, just says, and then he just goes to town on him, just blasting the hell out of him. And so I guess this is kind of, in, you know, in character for uh, Peter Quill to just kind of lose it. I wish he kind of did not, you know, like, oh, dude, what, what are you thinking about? You know, because you can see Iron Man like, Peter, no, stop. We've almost got it. We've almost pulled it off. Yeah. What are you doing? Do not screw this up. And, of course, he screws it all. He screws it all up, and he completely wrecks everybody. And he takes, like, I don't know. I think he was taking, like, chunks of that moon. Oh, like, yeah. It didn't look like the full thing. It, it, it the full thing. Like, he, he, was, he was taking chunks of that. Uh, yeah. And he just like tosses it. And one of the the another cool thing about this scene is uh, Spider Man's uh, iron suit. That thing was cool as hell. Yeah, it was. The freaking legs coming out. Yep. And he goes through and like saves like I don't know three or four people yeah. just flying in the air. One of the things I really love about this movie is that they really take these heroes and show and like. They, they take these heroes' powers and just dial them up to 10 and show us what they actually can do. For sure. Spider-Man was freaking amazing. <laughs> yeah, he was. And we, um, I guess, do we, is, is it at this point or more towards the end of the movie where we see, it's probably at this point where we see Tony, is it at this point we see Tony get stabbed by Thanos or is that later on? Uh, no, that's this part. Is it? Okay. Yeah. And then we, I guess Thanos sort of, he leaves, right? And then he heads to Earth because he already has the time stone. 
Yeah. Because we see Doctor Strange give Thanos the time stone. Otherwise, he was going to kill Tony. Exactly. And um, by the way, Thanos is a very gracious ruler, I guess, because he he was sparing people left and right. (laughs) Damn, dude, for for somebody who just destroys everything, you sure are sparing a lot of folks. (laughs) (laughs) But... uh, but but no man, um, yeah. When he gives him that time stone, this is the scene where I was like, okay, because Doctor Strange tells Tony, he's like, look, this was, is it? I think it's this scene that he tells him. Yes. It's like this is the only way. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, I said so. Yep. Whatever only way he's talking about, it must be the one. Yeah. You know, the 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 one future he saw where they actually win. So. That uh, man, I've, that right there alone just has me pumped for the next. Avengers. Oh yeah, man! And, and we also see Nebula coming. She just pretty much comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and she does. She does. She does. I think. I think she was following Thanos to kind of finish him probably, off. Probably, yeah. So, depending on how she got there, in my in my head, she's the she's going to be the way that these characters get back to Earth and sort yeah. of meet up with the other uh, the Avengers now. We haven't really talked about these these other characters in Wakanda. Now, while all this stuff is like happening in space, these other characters are, you know, on Earth, you know, fighting the Black Order. Uh, you have uh, Proxima Midnight, the female uh, character of the Black Order. Black Dwarf is the, the big dude who is kind of just a throwaway character. Like that guy didn't really do much in the movie. He got his... His arm cut off in that portal, and then he exploded in, in the air. <laughs> but um, you have, uh, what was it, Corvus Glaive, the guy with the hood. Um, he had the staff. I thought that guy was pretty cool looking, but I wanted more out of him. But we're seeing all these these other Avengers on Earth fighting the Black Order. And then there, this sort of leads to this big moment on Wakanda. And we see these characters bringing Vision to Wakanda so Shuri can detach the Mind Stone from his head to to not only protect the stone but also save vision um mm-hmm. now I, like a lot of these characters on earth they sort of got the short end of the stick in my opinion a lot they, of them they got the vi- <laughs> this is it, it it gets to this point where i have a lot of like a, a quite a few negatives and issues yeah uh, because it seemed like everything dealing with these characters just it almost just seemed unnecessary or it just almost did not amount to anything because like uh i just felt like cap we he had almost nothing to do in this movie um he didn't i mean yeah he like he had that one moment where he shows up to save um vision and uh scarlet witch and i felt like that was even that moment was kind of robbed from him by Black Willow and the Falcon because I feel like, again, like I was saying about this movie and how it was showing the strengths and the powers of everybody and how, you know, and how, you know, strong they really are. uh, I think this could have been a moment for Captain America to truly shine. Honestly, I think he could have taken on, um, I think he could have taken on uh, two of those Black Order uh, members by himself. I think that's how I think Captain America is that strong where he could have done that. And I kind of felt like, oh, like, uh, they kind of robbed the moment from him. 
I mean, it was still a pretty cool moment, but I mean, I don't know. He's like one of the big three. You know what I mean? If, if Tony can, you know, take on Thanos, somewhat hold his on Captain America, surely. <laughs> yeah. And two of the Black Order. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it, it, this is this is this this part of the movie where it kind of just kind of went down for me. Even the whole thing with Wakanda, uh, the whole thing with Vision. I didn't. I couldn't really buy into. Vision and Scarlet uh, Witch's relationship—they yeah. don't really do the job of setting it up in previous films for us to really care about it in this movie. And so that whole drama about him, uh, about them not wanting to kill him, but still want to take the stone out and destroy it, and all these other things. And I'm like, you know, Vision. Vision says, like, look, we don't have time to debate this. Thanos is coming. You know, he's got a few stones already we need to destroy this thing just kill me already and then cap's like oh no we don't you know we don't want to do that you know we're not going to sacrifice your life and he's like well what's different from me sacrificing my life and you sacrificing your own yeah and so i i don't know i just thought i, I feel like it was kind of a, a way for them to uh initiate this entire wakanda war scene um and honestly, I there was a, I don't know if you've heard the fan theory about the Soul Stone being in Wakanda. Mm -mm. Well, there was a theory out there that the Soul Stone was in Wakanda. Oh, because, I might have. Yeah, because in Black Panther, uh, when they do that ritual and they yeah. go into like that astral plane. Yep. There was a theory that the Soul Stone was you know kind of allowed that to happen. Okay. And I was like, man, that would have been you know a really a pretty good reason for Thanos yeah. to. And you know, and invade Wakanda, but the whole thing with Vision, it just it just fell flat for me. Yeah, I think if if there was another way to get Vision into space, it maybe like my only my only kind of gripe with with that theory is like how many Infinity Stones have to be on Earth? Like the, yeah, that that's really my only gripe with it. But yeah, the the whole Wakanda sequence, it's an incredible action set piece. It's, it's just it's like. Cool. It's not as like I still think the the airport sequence in Civil War is pr I, that's probably my favorite. That's mm -hmm. more like choreographed in terms of like it just feels like it feels like a comic book sequence where the stuff in Wakanda it just feels like all out war and yeah. I love that too. It, like those are each cool things uh, that we've seen action action wise in these these marvel movies but like this is just on a, a whole nother scale and uh you know we're seeing i don't even know what those those uh those creatures are called do they have like four limbs or something like yeah, that I'm like wow he has a whole new race of creatures yeah sorry oh no you guys <laughs> lost the battle in new york i'm done with you, you know? <laughs> yeah uh tony stark blew blew them all to hell in the first yep. <laughs> yeah they seem pretty like uh, I don't even know what the word like, like, like creatures that have like rabies or something, just like, just <laughs> like ravage animals, you know? Yeah, they were, they were, yeah. Like they're I, not, they're, they're not, they're not intelligent. They're just like these, no. these ravaging beasts that he just unleashes on like planets and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. But I thought some of this stuff was just so awesome. Uh, like, and then back to, to vision, like I thought, vision really i mean not that he's a top tier like marvel character or anything like that but he's one of like my personal favorites and just like throughout the whole movie you know he was just 
he was just kind of a whining guy. And yeah, he was incapacitated for the entire film. Basically. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, Vision is strong as hell. He yeah. is a character. We should have seen him unleash some of that power. I would have loved to see him go up against Thanos because I think he would have done it. Uh, freaking Scarlet Witch. They showed how powerful she was. In yeah. She was awesome. And I'm like, dude, why? Vision should have had that same treatment. I hope. I'm hoping that they do that in the next movie. Yeah. And I thought it was cool that they were they used Scarlet Witch's power to to destroy the Mind Stone because yeah, her powers came from that Mind Stone. Exactly. Well, Hydra was using Loki's scepter to kind of like alter or enhance. I think they kind of use that term uh, with uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. But then Thanos already has the Reality Stone, so all of that doesn't even matter. Uh, we also yeah. see we also exactly. see. <laughs> yeah, we also see Captain America standing up to Thanos. We see that shot in the trailer where he's using his two hands up, uh, you know, th- pretty much pretty much doing that to Thanos with uh, the Infinity Gauntlet. I loved that. That was pretty Thanos, awesome. See Thanos face when he was doing that. Like because <laughs> when when Captain America threw his hands up there to stop him. You know, Thanos kind of looked like, oh, damn, you're stronger than I thought. And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was pretty funny, though. Yeah, and then uh, I guess at that point we see Thor show up, right? He pretty Thor pretty much comes and saves the day because all these other characters are being overrun by all these like yeah. alien creatures. Like Bruce Banner's in the Hulkbuster suit and he's getting like overtaken by these creatures. Oh and uh, he looks he looked kind of weird in that suit. He did, they- especially at the end. You see his just like head sitting in there. Kind of <laughs> it kind of reminded me of Men in Black with uh, Tony. Uh, shoot, who's the guy? He had that show Monk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they blew his head off. <laughs> it kind of looked like that guy. In Men in Black, Will Smith blows his head off like three times in that first movie. It kind of just reminded me of that. It looked really weird and awkward. But, um, yeah, we see Thor. He has Stormbreaker. He comes to save the day, and he saves all these characters. Uh, and then we see him, like, he like flies up in the air and he throws Stormbreaker and it hits Thanos like right in the chest. And Thanos oh. is just like shocked. And I'm just like crapping my pants at this moment. I'm filling exactly. my drawers. Exactly. <laughs> I kind of wanted to get up into the restroom after that scene because, you know, there has definitely been an accident. But, you know, we've got like, uh, I don't know, maybe a half hour left in the movie. So I guess I got to sit and shit. But. <laughs> thing is that that was awesome i'm like how how effing strong is thor when he shows up with that stormbreaker he annihilates nearly the entire army and then he like he freaking shuns off whatever thanos was about to do with his freaking gauntlet he makes the gauntlet look like a freaking uh a winter glove or something <laughs> like that it'll just happen yeah and he blows through the freaking glove I mean, the gauntlet, and he just buries that freaking axe in his chest. And I love how Thor kind of grabs him. He's like, you know, I told you that I would kill you. You know what I mean? I'm like, dang. (laughs) Yeah, he meant business. Thor was not. Yeah, and he he came back and he looked like rejuvenated. At the beginning of the movie, he looked like hell. And when he comes <laughs> back to Wakanda, he looks like this like new like this new man. He has like all these new powers. And uh, like this guy is just he's 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 reached Odin level in terms of power. 
Yes. So that is, yes, that is that is a great. Uh, yes, I completely completely agree because Olden is Olden was strong as hell, and like you said, he has reached Olden. Power yeah, he can level. even summon the Bifrost with his his uh, Stormbreaker weapon, exactly. so it's that powerful. He oh my goodness, he's OP. <laughs> yeah um and then unfortunately thanos says you should have aimed for the head that was perfect I'm oh not gonna yeah lie. that was perfect and then he's like wait what oh <laughs> and it just went like silent exactly <laughs> and then we, we see thanos in this like other plane of reality it's like it was like a pink or orange kind of like setting and he's just like standing there and it's just like complete silence. Um, and then uh, we sort of see him. He's what he was like in a cave, right? Or like a little hut. It was something it was it was at this. It was it was the spot, I believe, where he first meets Gamora. OK. And it's that little arch or whatever it was that they were talking under. And he goes to her and well, and she's like, oh, you know, you've you've done what you've set out to do. You know, what did it cost? Right. It's like everything. Yes. Know? And I thought it was I thought that was a really great scene. It was. Like I said, it was really poetic, you know, from how, you know, their relationship was in a movie. I really liked that scene. Mm-hmm. And then earlier, he somebody somebody asks him. I don't remember if it was Gamora or Nebula or who, but they ask him, what are you going to do when you fulfill your destiny? Or I guess with completing the Infinity Gauntlet and wiping out half of the universe. And he says something like, relax. And we see that (laughs) at the end of the movie. He's at this, this, he's like in this, uh, I don't know, is it a house or what? And it's like these like mountains kind of like, a hilly valley and he's like overlooking this like sunset or sunrise and uh he did it like that's you know what that this is man that's i don't know because like when he says that i'm just like so you're just gonna go somewhere chill <laughs> yeah. you know drink a few mountain dews play some xbox <laughs> <laughs> now that you've destroyed half of the universe yeah and and i'm and I'm just curious as to what he's going to be doing in the next film. Like what man, like what direction are they going to take it? Because, because I've heard rumors of, um, the crow. Oh yeah. Coming into the picture. So I'm like, man, what, what else can Thanos really do? Cause at this point, man, you've just really pissed off the Avengers and they're just going to be coming for you at this point. So yeah. as chilling, you might want to be running. <laughs> <laughs> the far ends of the universe or something man because they're coming for your head yep and uh, i guess it sort of cuts back to wakanda and we start seeing all these other characters sort of like turn to ash or dust i think we see bucky sort of walking towards cap and uh you know he just sort of like disintegrates and i have a list here of all those characters that sort of like turn to dust um you know, it starts cutting back and forth between Wakanda and uh, Titan. You know, we have like Doctor Strange or yeah, Doctor Strange, Peter Parker, Drax, all of those other characters on uh, Titan. Um, Peter Parker, uh, Doctor Strange, T'Challa. That was a big one that got the theater sort of yeah, to like gasp. What? <laughs> yeah, that was a big one to to surprise a lot of people. Uh, obviously, Bucky, Mantis. Groot, Drax, 
uh, Star-Lord, Wanda, uh, Falcon, um, and then uh, there's the two for that post-credit scene that we'll get into a little later, but Nick Fury and uh, Agent uh, Maria Hill. Uh, all those sort of turned into dust. Now, I don't know how many of these characters are going to stay dead. We can get into sort of Doctor Strange's plan that we were talking about earlier. It's all part of the plan with Doctor Strange here. And when we see him turn to dust, he says to Tony, this is the end game. It's all part of uh, what he saw uh, in, uh, you know, looking forward into the future. So he had to give that time stone. I feel like he knew all this sort of had to happen um, for for these characters to get the upper hand and uh, finally defeat Thanos. But we won't see that into until this next uh, this movie next year. Yeah. And like uh, <laughs> to sum up this entire movie, actually. Uh, Peter Quill delivers a perfect line uh, when uh, Thanos gets away and, they, and their plan failed. Uh, or is it? Or is it when Drax disappears? Because he looks to Tony, he's like, "Did we just lose?" Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you lost big time. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, when Doctor Strange says that, and because you could kind of tell that Tony and Dr. Strange, like it wasn't, I don't know, you can kind of tell that their emotions, I guess, were kind of reserved because they, I think they had something, like you said, in play or, you know, they kind of just knew that, okay, at some point or, you know, where we're going to come back, we're going to regroup and then we're going to win this thing. But we just don't know how, but this has to happen in order for us to uh, win. And, um, out of, uh, while I'm thinking about it, out of all the, the, the people who turned into space dust, uh, Peter Parker got me. Peter Parker got me. When he, as he, as he was dissolving, I'm not going to lie, I got a little choked up. I, I, I got a little choked up watching him dissolve. It was, uh, it, it was, it was definitely heartbreaking. Yeah, that was that was definitely I mean, that was probably for me on terms of like Gamora level, like seeing that because they've done such a fantastic job with just the relationship between Tony and Peter Parker. Um, my brother told me that there was a like a 14 year old girl sitting next to him and his friend uh, and they actually heard this girl like crying when Peter uh, just turned to dust. Like a lot of people love this character and just, they've developed the relationship between these characters. So good. Uh, I never would have thought that like Peter Parker would have, uh, died in this movie, but, um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think anybody had Peter Parker or black Panther dying because yeah. you know, I franchise is to finish, you know, what I'm yeah. we got sequels coming. Exactly. Like, <laughs> You know, I would have if I was Peter, I would have been like, uh, Marvel, what the hell? Why am I disappearing? I've got two movies left. <laughs> Did the bill Sony fall through? What's going on? Yeah. But, yeah, but I mean, like, when he's like starts clenching on to Tony and he's like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. I just I was like, Oh my goodness, man, don't do this to me, Peter. Don't do this to me. <laughs> You're about to make me cry, man. Yeah. All did it with Gamora, but now you you're about to force them tears out of me, man. But yep. 
golly, man, yeah. But seeing all them, those guys disappear, it, you know, like I said, it and that, you know, and seeing all these, seeing all this stuff happen just kind of brings me back to 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 something else, like to like another one of my issues with the film is that you know, uh, like throughout the entire movie, there was a sense of urgency. You know, the stakes were high. Um, and then, you know, of course, Thanos ends up winning, winning, and he ends up, you know, destroying half the universe. Yeah. And I just kind of feel like I don't know if the the actual death deaths are going to stick. Maybe they will. But I, I just kind of feel like I'm like, man, you know, even though we have all this death and all this stuff going on, I think one of the things that kept me from really truly investing in it is the fact that I know that it's somehow, some way, it's just going to be reversed. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, you know, I don't know, maybe they could have done something, you know, to sort of, I don't know, to kind of make it feel like something was going to stick or something was going to be permanent. But now that we have Doctor Strange and Tony coming up with this plan, now we know that some way all this is going to get reversed. I don't know if you ever seen that that leaked photo with uh, Tony Stark and Doctor Strange in New York, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't, you didn't see it. Okay, well, I don't know if I really want to spoil it, but because <laughs> it, it has something to do with the next Avengers film. Okay. And when I saw that leaked photo, I'm like, hmm, that's kind of peculiar. So now, having watched this movie, I'm like, oh, so it's gonna have something to do with that. And I don't know. Like I said, one of my biggest issues with the MCU is that I have a hard time investing in. A lot of the, uh, uh, I have a hard time investing in, into the story because I just feel like there wasn't any a real sense of danger. It was just a lot of awesomeness, a lot of laughter, a lot of spectacle. Yeah. And finally, in Infinity War, we get to see uh, the danger. We get to see the stakes. We get we get a very amazing villain. You know what I mean? And I just kind of feel like you know with the next film. All that is possibly all that could possibly be, you know, undone. And I don't know. It's it, it kind of left leaves a, a bit of a bitter taste in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I was talking with somebody on Twitter yesterday, and it's it's kind of got me thinking that you know maybe the next Avengers film would be like you know the 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 true finale. And, you know, it wouldn't and then Infinity War would make a lot more sense, you know, so. Yeah, it's it's like with all these characters turning to dust, it does it does give you that feeling like it's just going to be reversed in the next movie, which we don't know. I mean, odds are they're probably just going to do that. But um, <laughs> like, I feel like it would have had more of an impact if fewer characters would have turned to dust. Um, the thing because yeah. like so many characters turned to dust. I was like, Oh him. Oh him. <laughs> like it just start, started to get a little bit repetitive. Like there was like 10 characters that turned to dust. You turned to dust. You turned to dust. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, it's sort of one thing I realized is that all these characters that either turned to dust or I guess we can talk about these, the other characters that died or if they're going to stay dead, but it's sort of, it's sort of gotten rid of these other Avenger characters and brought it back to the original lineup, which is kind of interesting. So we're yeah. going to see Iron Man and uh, who else was out there with him? Cause it's, cause you have, 
Iron Man is still alive. Cap, Thor, Thor um, Scar- uh, Black Widow. Yep. Um, War Machine is still alive. Bruce Banner and Hulk. Uh, yeah, Bruce Banner and Hulk is still yeah, alive. Yeah, so it's like the original lineup. Uh, where is Hawkeye? Yeah, Hawkeye was completely absent from the film, as well as uh, Ant-Man. So, you know, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp takes place before Infinity War. So, I guess that's that's kind of what I've heard. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to have a movie take place afterwards. I think they're really going to try and give us blue balls with this movie. Uh, (laughs) You know what, man? I was thinking, like, because I was like, you know what? If this happened, it would be pretty cool to see, you know, to it would be cool to see Ant-Man in this sort of post-apocalyptic world. That, that's they, true, yeah. And it would have been a, a cool idea to, to, to have Ant-Man and the Wasp play out after these events. But I wonder, but I wonder though, you know, if it is before, I wonder if they're going to, you know, do this thing where before the movie starts, they're going to be like before infinity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to let everybody know, like, hey, this is a, you know, sort of a prequel or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So th- th- there's also like I, wa- I want to get your take on this, though. Like, obviously, we think that the characters that turn to dust they have the potential to easily come back. But what about those characters earlier on in the movie? Like uh, we saw Vision. He, he was actually killed. He had the Mind Stone plucked from his forehead with Thanos. Gamora was killed straight up. Uh, the Collector, uh, I, I guess he wasn't really in the movie much, but Thanos must have killed him or did something with him. And then uh, you also got Loki and Heimdall. So I guess, do you think those characters have the potential to come back? Um, Or do you think they're going to stay dead? I think those characters have the potential to come back. I don't think we can, we can't, I don't think we should really rule out them coming back. I don't think we should really rule out them staying dead. So honestly, with those particular characters, I think it could go either way. Uh, for Gamora, I'm leaning more towards coming back just because we still, I mean, we have yet to get a third Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Uh, and I just don't see how that, I, I, I don't honestly don't see that working without Gamora. If it was like, if they had already come out with volume three, then I would have been like, oh, Gamora's, she's probably most likely dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because they have yet to release a third film for them, uh, I don't see her. Um, I really don't see her staying dead unless they do something cool where, I don't know, the Guardians figure out a way to bring her back. And then that could be sort of the MacGuffin yeah. of the third film. That that would be a pretty neat idea. Them trying to bring Gamora back to life. I think that would be that'd make for an interesting film, actually. Um, uh, Vision. I'm leaning more towards dead, but I kind of feel like, I don't know. I kind of feel like they're going to bring him back just to have that relationship between him and Scarlet Witch. That's what I think. Uh, As far as the collector, he's done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, who else it was? Oh, Heimdall. I think Heimdall is done too. Yeah, me too. And, And I think that could be, I think that's like a, contractual thing with uh Idris Elba Idris Elba where you know maybe he was like contracted to do this one film and just move on uh and Loki 
I hope he stays dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been it's been too many times where we've been, uh, you know, we've been teased with Loki's death. I think he went out in a great way at the beginning of the movie. I think they just need to leave him dead. Like, the guy's been a great character in the MCU. I think it's just, leave this character dead. He went out like, uh, you know, he went out on a high note. Just stay yes. dead, man. Yes. Please leave him dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd love to see more Loki, but, like, it's just, like, it would just be ridiculous if they brought this guy back. It would be. And it, and it would ruin the 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 impact that scene For had. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully he, he he definitely uh he definitely stays dead. Yeah. Okay. So we've pretty much talked about the majority of this movie, but let's talk about that post that post credit scene with uh Nick Fury and uh was it Agent um Mar- Mariah Mariah Hill, Hill I think. Hill, yeah. What do you think of that post credit scene? And we just that had the, we just had that one. Yeah, we just had that one. I'm not sh- I don't think there was another one, but uh yeah man that uh as soon as because <laughs> the thing about these post credit scenes that they pull stuff out of their ass like yeah. out of no like oh wow I didn't even know that existed like when things were happening it, it, it it's almost as if freaking um it's almost as if uh fairy knew exactly who to call yep and I'm like, do you even know what's going on? Do you know fucking <laughs> stones? Do you yeah. know people are disappearing? Like, what do you know what's going on? He doesn't, I mean, because he sees Maria disappear and he's like, oh, okay, what's what's happening? And for some reason, he just brings out his little thing. It's like a beeper from like 1996. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he, you know, does something to contact uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. So I'm like, how did you know to contact Captain Marvel? Well, and how how long is he? I mean, I, Captain Marvel, I think, is taking place in the 90s. Yeah, it's taking place in the 90s. So it's going to be like so, a, a flashback type deal. Because I think uh, Agent Coulson is going to be back. Uh, I think Nick Fury is going to be in. Ronan. Captain Marvel. Ronan's going to be back. So, I mean, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But, yeah, it, it definitely takes place uh, before these events. I wonder if they're going to do, like, a thing where they kind of, you know, it takes place in the 90s and then fast forward to the present. Yeah, but, like, why, why wouldn't Nick Fury had contacted Captain Marvel when Loki invaded Earth with uh, Chitauri? Like, I mean, there's just some things that, like, I have a lot of questions with. Uh, I, I, I wasn't really a fan of that post credit scene. I liked that it alluded to Captain Marvel. It just showed her like logo on the pager or beeper. Um, but like, uh, I'm excited for that movie, but I just, I wanted, uh, and it alludes to that Captain Marvel is going to be in Avengers four, but it also yeah. alludes that, yeah, we're getting a Captain Marvel movie in like eight months or something like that. But I don't know. I just w- wish I w- we would have gotten something with a little bit more of a punch. Yeah, I didn't. I agree with you. I didn't really like that scene myself either. It, it was. I, I mean, as far as post credit scenes go, that's probably one of the worst. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> yeah. Just like just just tacked on and like just really convenient. Like, hey, you know, we got to do something to show people that Captain Marvel's coming. So I, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think we've talked about this movie for for a long enough time. We're over like an hour 
here, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I love I loved this movie. I definitely have flaws with it. Uh, a lot of the you know characters don't get enough screen time, or they're not used to their full potential. Um, I wish you know some of the other characters in the Black Order were used as well as Ebony Maw. But um, just the action in this movie, seeing these other characters like interacting with other characters in the MCU for the first time, I absolutely loved that stuff. Um, I thought they they ended it. I, I I wish that we would have had an ending with a little bit more punch instead of just it. Kind of like the ending sort of like fizzled out for me. Yeah, it it, it almost it kind of ended abruptly. Actually, I thought. You know, the movie kind of went so fast that I I didn't even realize two hours and 40 minutes had already passed. I'm like, oh, damn, it's over already. And uh, when that scene happened, I'm thinking that we're going to get something else. But it just ended abruptly. And I'm just like, uh, sure, I guess that's the end. Might as well go home now. <laughs> but, yeah, it, I, I, I agree with you. I, I think it definitely should have ended with a little more uh, with a little more punch. Yeah. All right, well, uh, Purple Boy, where can people follow you at? Uh, man, you can come to uh, definitely follow me on Instagram and Twitter at PurpleFilm88. Uh, I'm mostly active on both of those two sites, but I'm also on Vero. Uh, I also have a Stardust uh, account. I'm always trying to throw reactions up on that account. You know, especially for certain things I can't really make an entire video for. So Stardust really helps out a lot. Uh, so, yeah, Stardust, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, nobody uses Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I deleted my personal Facebook. It's it's yeah. it's not active anymore. So, yeah, I, I think I'm going to do the same thing. It's, it's it's freaking dead in the water, man. It's dead in the water. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, those are the social media sites you guys can follow me on. And uh, but more importantly, you know, subscribe to my channel, uh, Purple Film. I'm probably going to do my own little, um, you know, spoiler review or whatever, or just come out with more videos talking about this movie because I'm definitely going to go see it again, probably Monday because I'm off Monday. Yeah, so I can't wait. Yep, I definitely need to see it again. But uh, guys, check out Purple Boy's YouTube channel. He covers a wide variety, pretty much everything in movies, right? Like whether it's a drama, animated, action movie, sci-fi, yep. you pretty much cover it all. So yeah, go yep. check out his channel, subscribe to it, follow him on all social media. But guys, that's it for this this over an hour long spoiler uh, yes. review and discussion. Yeah. This was awesome, man. So uh, we'll have to do yeah, this this more going forward. Yeah, this was pretty dope, man. I really appreciate uh, appreciate you uh, approaching me and asking me to, to you know come on here and do this. This was fun, you know. Oh yeah, pretty cool experience. This was really fun. You know, we get to talk about you know things that we're passionate about and have fun with it. Definitely looking forward to more of these in the future. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. But guys, thank you so much for watching. Please make sure to subscribe for more videos going forward. I'm Rex Overdrive. I'll see you next time.